Uh, time for me to warn you that it is possible that in the course of the next hour and 55 minutes or so you may hear some rough language or be introduced to uh, concepts you find unwholesome. If you fear that this is a possibility, clearly you should be listening to something else. Sounds of Selfish Gene by Jimmy Tenor and Tony Allen. It's taken from an album called Inspiration Information 4 that was released on Strut Records back in 2009. It's a record I picked up two weekends ago at the independent label market here in London. Tony Allen is Fela Kuti's like main guy for about 30 years, wasn't yeah, he? With, Afri- with Africa 70, exactly. Like, like a, he was he was essentially sort of like I can't see him as the co-band leader really yeah he's like a proper pioneer of Afro beat and Afro funk after that um, Jimmy, Jimmy Tenor I wasn't aware of I'm going to ask you the same who is this man so Jimmy Tenor is like a multi-instrumentalist on the album he pretty much does everything apart from the drumming which is uh, Tony Allen's like area yeah. no one touches yeah, not, no one touches no, the drums there's not really much point getting Tony Allen to play on your record if you're going to play the drums okay, so, and the only thing that stood out was that he played with a Belgian big band um, called Flat Earth Society 
who had a who I knew that it rang a bell. They had a great record called Cheer Me Perverts, which uh, was released through Cram Discs, like back at the latter part of the last decade. And when I was doing like Bearded Magazine and stuff, I got the promo through and loved it, and it was brilliant. It, he. But he wasn't on that record. He did write on their latest release, which came out last year. It was called Call Sheets, Riders and Chicken Mushroom. I don't know who is making up... Is that their tour or something? I don't know. (laughs) But that was, yeah. It came out through uh, an awesome European sort of avant-garde and free jazz label called Igloo uh, last year. But yeah, other than that, I don't know a huge amount about him, but he seems to get around yeah and thank you for tuning in to another independent music podcast um i'm anthony chalmers and i'm gareth main hello and yeah we are now number 55 five yes i think we're now at number 55 um so you're gonna get an hour of uh new releases strange music uh fun music all sorts of uh good stuff that's come come to our attention this week that we want to bring to your ears and we hope that you enjoy it what have you got? I've got um, a song that uh, I think perhaps kind of typifies maybe the sort of thing that we want to do, maybe. Um, anyway, I've got it. It's a, from a Japanese soloist called Ichi. I've known Ichi from, for quite some years. Um, he came over, he was an animator in Japan, and he came over here and uh, met uh, a lady called Rachel Dad, who um, you, you know and I know. And then they got married and had children. And I've seen him play many times, and I, I know Rachel, and I've booked him a couple of times, and he is a wonderful performer he is one of those ones you know when you hear music and you think if he wouldn't have done it no one else would have done it ever i'm excited about this now so here's some itching it's called go go gumbo the sounds of itchy and go gagambo when you described it as if he didn't make it nobody else would i think you're pretty much right and if you see him live you'll agree more he, he, he builds a lot of his own instruments and like performs in stilts and he's got like a sort of party popper that fires out of his head and it's it's it's, it's bizarre and wonderful yeah it kind of sounds terrible but it's, it's not it's the opposite of terrible okay yeah. so it's on the right side it's <laughs> ridiculous yes yeah. one of the reasons why i wanted to play itchy is that he uh, comes to play for Rabbi Yaga's 
um, on September the 1st, supporting Mike Watt and Sam Duke's Cuz and the Wolves. Who have played both of those bands on the podcast before. Exactly, so now you're going to get the full house for all three bands. And yeah, Itchy, he's um, a yeah, unique and brilliant performer. And that's it, that was on a 7-inch. It was a split with Rachel Dad on the other side. I'm quite certain he's done at least an album or two. And I think if you if you can't find Itchy, I think most of his sort of promo is Itchy the Creator. Huh, okay. Has a sort of play on Itchy the Killer. Yes. <laughs> No, no, that's uh, really weird and wonderful. You know, it's uh, kind of one of those ones I'm surprised I didn't put out. <laughs> but not put out, put on the podcast. Because it's, yeah, it's uh, very, very... I love the uh, mosquito sound. Yeah, it's like, it's all about throughout. him. It's about him, about, about sort of like, it's about a mosquito. If you look at the video, it's like, he's dressed up as a big mosquito. Okay, and when did that record come out? Like, just you a mosquito? Uh, I'm going to say 2013. So plenty of older stuff to kick off the podcast mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks of being like, here is a new release, here is a new release. Yeah, uh, I'm going to play something that is also old but quite recent. So it's not in the future, it is in the past. How so, Just. So this is, uh, so as talking about earlier, we went down to the indie label market a couple of weeks, weekends ago. Whilst we were there, Anthony got a text saying that there was a free gig happening in... Was uh, under a railway arch in Brixton, and it was the band Henry Blacker, who two of their guy, two of their number of three, are in Hey Colossus, and we were talking on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we'd played Hey Colossus that whilst we were playing the track we'd been talking about Henry Blacker and that I was getting excited because of the guy's gruff growl. Does it does it make him? It gets me quite excited, and so we went, and so I just bought the records. That they had, they've got two albums, and we went to see them, and it was brilliant. So, I thought not only was it great, but the uh, gig was lit by like a oh. BMW behind the stage. It was well, the non-stage, the non-existent stage. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was basically it was put on by something called Hotel Radio. It's sort of like a live streaming uh, video sort of service run by a nice Australian man called Aaron, and it's sort of in its infancy. But Hotel Radio, I reckon, is something to keep an eye on. Um, they they film gigs and record them and stream them online. And he's doing some good stuff, especially if you're if the music you like is of a more sort of rock bent. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it you can watch that back or anything like that. Definitely was... will be able to. Haven't checked if it's online now, but certainly will be able to. Okay, uh, but yeah, so see if you like this. And yeah, this is this track's called Shit Magnus. <laughs> Kill the fuck! Jim Maidus! 
from the first time I heard Henry Blacker, I always thought, like, this is not experimental music, right? This is, like, a really great, accessible rock music. This is the Radio 1 rock show. Like, people, kids should like this. But, of course, it's never happened. No. So, we, <laughs> I mean, we talk about it. It's like desert rock, because it's Queens of the Stone Age. That's it. It sounds yeah. like those desert session things that went on in, like, the late 90s, early noughties, with Josh Homme and... Um, the guy that PJ Harvey did one and a couple of other guys did it. It, it does definitely sound that way. It's not, it's not challenging in a sort of um, musically challenging way, but I can love it. Yeah, it's, no, like, it's, love it's it. after the uh, both records. You know, it's really, really, really great rock music, and uh, I want it to go to more ears. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> I think if people would hear it, they would sell loads of records. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's the album. So yeah, the track is called Shit Magnus. Or Magus, I'm not sure. It's um, any idea what that means? It's like Annie Magus? No it? idea. Like, I'm not sure. No idea. But no, it's taken from their second album, which is called Summer Tombs, which is out now on Manchester label Riot Season. Who we played a couple of things from them, I think, before in the podcast. We definitely talked about them. Previously. And we have another Riot Season song coming later in the podcast. So that's right, two from one label. Virtually never happens. No. So Andy, congratulate yourself, sir. You've won a mini award. I also bought the Descalator album from them the other day as oh, well. Oh, did you? Yeah, because oh, I was... Uh, R.I.P. Descalator. Yeah, I listened to the record. I thought it was great. And then I realised the um, the record cover was a load of dildos. And so I was just like... It was like <laughs> oh, did you send me a link to it? Like, the, the picture? Must have, it must have so. been another friend sending me a picture of a load of dildos. Like, you, every day, man, dozens of the fuckers. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're not com- you're not confusing it with that ISIS flag at London Pride, no, are you? That was dildos. No, no, and it wasn't. No, it was someone sending it was someone sending me like a picture of um, dildos. No, so yeah, that was so yeah. So I got that as well. But yeah, really interesting label. Also, if they had shit and shine, they had an early shit and shine Absolutely. record on there. A couple Absolutely. of other things on there. Some Asu Mother's Temple, recent mainliner. Um, Death Escalator, as you say. Oh, uh, Baba Yaga's friendly. That. I promote virtually all of his bands. Earthling Society is a band I really like from them. Yeah, got that record a couple of yeah, months of back. course. Hopefully, yeah. I might get round to putting on the podcast at some point, but um, I'm not not too sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, if you want to pick up any of those releases, RiotSeasonRecords.bandcamp.com has them all there. Isn't it pretty reasonably priced as well? But that Henry Blacker one was about eleven pound. I mean, it's a, it's an eight track out al- eight track album, so it's pretty much. Yeah, a I thought like even even EP. even less than a tenner uh, for some records on there. Which yeah, is, uh, but reasonably priced for sure. Yeah. Um, next one for me is one I picked. Also, one I picked up from the indie label market. It's um one from Roddy and GA. It's a guy we've played on the podcast before, actually, but maybe good good ten fifteen podcasts ago now. Uh, Romanian sort of prog. And a synth musician from the late seventies, sort of known as sort of like the sort of voice, one of the voices of the avant-garde under the sort of communist regime of the time that weren't so big <laughs> on the arts, and he made some pretty incredible music. Um, let me just quickly pick up the record here. The record's called um, Mizunia Spatalia Delta, and um, the chap from Strut, it's released on Strut Records. When we, when I was buying it, was saying that it was a soundtracking. A science fiction movie of that title, but it sort of got rejected for being too weird. Yeah, that was exactly what he said, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? At the time. I think as soon as he said that, we're both like, Done. How many of the copies of that have you got left? <laughs> Two. We will have them both. Yeah, so it's from 1984, and uh, this track is called uh, Printre Meteorite. Thank you. 
sort of a party moves into another song on the record um it's uh, so that's roddy and ga it's from 1984 in romania um the other record that i've got from him if i can find it in a second i can indeed right here Straight on, there. That's right true. here on the record shelf it's called the lost tapes and it is a stunning beautiful brilliant record yeah we played something from that maybe episode 39 40 sort of time something like that oh ambassador's reception See, have you um, remember we played the bank last week and we talked about Ambassador's Reception? They're sort of like a collective of labels. There, there it is. There you go. So it oh, just of course, appears, that record, The Banks, yeah, yeah. Appears just there on that one that we played ages ago. So, anyway, so that, that one, as I said, that's pretty weird. Um, and I wouldn't say that he said, he said he never made any pop records. Some of it perhaps a little more accessible than that. Mm-hmm. But I uh, yeah, recommend uh, that one which is uh, Missunia Spatialia Delta, or that Lost Tapes records. Those are the two that I've got. He's probably got some others. For a couple of people who are terrible at pronunciation, that was pretty good work, I'd say. Hooray! Because yeah, got to like, credit in, you for Until that. any kind of Romanian hears it and like... Uh, Just laughs heartily. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I did also realise when you were talking about playing two Riot Season records on the podcast, we've also played two, two Strut records. Two Strut records, of course. Already. Yeah, already. Tony Allen and that one. 20 odd minutes two in. Two very, very different releases as well, which one of the things that shows what a brilliant <laughs> label Strut is. And two very different labels as well. Yeah. Uh, up next from me is a record that's coming out at the back end of August. It's um, a little bit different maybe from some of the stuff we play it's uh through domino subsidiary weird world records mm. this band is well this artist is silicon <laughs> Oh, 
another abrupt finish. Um, loads poppier than we usually we usually go, but I think oh, I've I been... normally get a few. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. contemporary poppy. Yeah, we don't do too much of that, but it's nice to have a bit of that in there. Why not? For sure, I think I've been uh, listening to that Pharrell Williams Freedom song a little more. It's a total guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't even know we've heard it. Oh, I think yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's his new single. It was um, we played about a fifteen-minute version of it of Glastonbury, and then started crying real tears, and it was all very what emotional. What was he crying about? Because he just loves everyone being free, man. Like everyone, he just loves freedom. Okay, <laughs> he had England's future there, as in a bunch of kids, and he just loves freedom. So thanks, Pharrell. He, he oh, just kind of oh, oh, so sweet. Oh, yeah. Pharrell. Yeah, he's also he, he's also a great uh, lyricist. Um, my favourite line from that song is "first name free, last name dumb." Thanks, Pharrell. Thanks. What, what a lyricist! I can tell why you've earned, you've earned the. Well, the tens of millions. Well, what about the two million dollar rebate you essentially just got from a court case this week? And what has the Marvin Gaye thing been yeah. thrown out? No, what? no, he had to. It got upheld, but he had the money he had to give to the gay family was reduced by two million dollars. Oh, right. But it's still like five million or something from one which song is fi- as well, which is fifty cent bankruptcy money. I don't know how up to date you are on the. Um, I look, look the, like a contemporary. Have you been reading Grazia, guys? Yeah, I think this is the court cases of um, pop stars. So fifty cent. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the uh, pop cases of uh, court. Independent uh, court music game. podcast. <laughs> the yeah. court cases of pop stars podcast. That's it. So how's it going with fifty cent? Well, he um, released a sex tape of someone without their permission, and then did funny quotation marks which don't come over in the. Um, on audio commentary over it, and, and, that, and then she sued him, and yeah, for five million dollars. And then, as soon as, and the same day, it it went in her favour. He filed for bankruptcy. I what, hope she, I hope she gets some money. What a, what a massive penis! But yeah, so completely unrelated to any of that. That track was by an artist called Silicon. The track is called Burning Sugar. It's taken from... Burning Sugar. It's taken from his debut album under that alias, uh, which is called Personal Computer. It's out on 28th of August. Any idea who the guy is? What his background is? Any more information? So, yeah, it's a New Zealander called Cody Nielsen. He's previously released a record under the pseudonym Opossum back in 2012. I know that. I've, I've, I've even actually seen him play. Yeah, so he was also in a band called The Mint Chicks. Don't know them. Uh, with his yeah. brother, the Opossum record came out at the same time as the last um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra record, and which is his of, brother. Oh right, exactly. And they got a lot of press together. Um, exactly, it's like sort of great music from New Zealand, and it was really good that Opossum record. Yeah. So Ruben Nielsen is Unknown Mortal Orchestra. It's his brother, and the Minchicks was him, and it was the two of them oh, together. Right, cool. I haven't listened to that. So yeah. So the album's really good as well. It's. Um, yeah, very soulful, sort of like disco tinges in there as well, and you know how much I like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a yeah, really good, um, really enjoyable, and quite different for us, I think. Cool, which is always good. Yeah, why not? Um, I wouldn't move on to something else, so contemporary uh, Norwegian sort of uh, jazzy folk. The artist is Marie Kven Bronvol, and um, only really got to know this just really in the last few hours if I'm completely honest with you she's uh, been going since 2011 2012 um, to uh, be fair though we played that shopping track last week after hearing about it for about 30 seconds that's true shopping were a band that knew pretty well um, then she this is pretty sort of like a bit folky bit jazzy perhaps a little Laurie Anderson in it with a sort of like a vocal experiments and I really really like this um, so we think
strange man Why won't you leave me alone Strange man, strange man, strange man Why won't you leave me all alone Cause the next time you'll be here I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk out and lock my door Your soul is what you make it That is everywhere you go I could never make you love it I could never change Your soul is what you make it That is everywhere you go I could never make you love it I could never change Your soul is what you make it That is everywhere you go I could never make you love it
How good is that, eh? That's uh, the sounds of Marie Kven Brunvall, and uh, she's a Norwegian singer. And the track's called Everywhere You, which is uh, released uh, last year, I believe, something like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, possibly two, possibly a couple of years ago. What great voice and uh, sort of uh, interesting production. Yeah, it's a very um, particular to Scandinavian artists, you know, people like Hanny Huckleberg and people like that also from Norway who have that very ethereal sort of voice to them and really interesting weird sort of production and if you were ever to like you can always tell a Scandinavian artist from um, from the way they sound and it, I can't get enough of it yeah no as I said it's pretty new to me and I really enjoyed that so I think I'm going to buy some records <laughs> well you haven't done much of that recently so you know so we're actually recording at Anthony's we usually record at mine but we're which is why Anthony's eager to sort of like, oh, I have that record somewhere. Like, yeah. grab it, just <laughs> pluck like, it off I'm, the shelf. Because I'm sitting next to the record shelf. Yeah, whereas if we're doing this at mine, it'd be like, well, I can't find anything. It's usually <laughs> you just like fingering through my records, fingering my records. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly, Anyway, silly. maybe I'll take a picture of the records and stick it online because of um, people like that stuff. People like records. <laughs> yeah. So people love, uh, I get like quite a lot on Instagram. Like I put pictures of record, fun records, and stuff like that on Instagram all the time. It gets loads of likes and loads of, loads of people love it. Loads of communities on Instagram and stuff about like vinyl collecting. Quite a few about like bootleg vinyls as well, which I'm not so sure about. But yeah, people. Yeah, I guess I've never really got into. Boot- I mean, like, yeah, I guess you've got like a moral issue against that if it's like ripping money off bands that should be earning some but I guess from a record collector perspective collecting bootlegs is quite interesting yeah it certainly is but you know one of the things about bootlegs I've been thinking because there's been a lot of um, talk on the internet about Kendrick Lamar's like record and bootlegging that because it's not out on vinyl at the moment to Pimper Butterfly is the latest one didn't come out on record it doesn't it is one before it didn't and then it no the did, one before it did I've got it but it did like quite a long time after the original release alright so that's what they're thinking but it hasn't been confirmed that there is one but there's obviously a community there doing it and then you know people like Kanye West you know Yeezus didn't come out on vinyl at yeah, all so people but have been bootlegging it huge for good fucking reason yeah so these things should be on if you're vinyl. not going to release it then people deserve to do it I saw Sleaford Mods do a post where Jason was like that he managed to like get hold of a copy of this one bootleg that someone had recorded of a live gig of theirs there's like only 50 of them made and they're going for like hundreds of pounds on eBay and you're like managed to get one for himself and he was like yeah. he was quite he was quite chuffed to get one you know? he should have got it for free surely <laughs> yeah um, yeah i he didn't say that he paid for it he just like he said that he got one yeah yeah <laughs> hey, but it's strange like, if you're so- gonna bootleg someone's records the least thing the least you can do is if they ask you for a copy fucking send them on for free yeah. that's about the least <laughs> the very very least you can do it is weird though like because even i mean if you're a massive artist like a Kendrick Lamar or Kanye West or Jay-Z or someone, you know, you're going to be able to sell 300 copies of a record on vinyl. Of course. You know? Yeah, well, so it's just like, why, why, why can't you just do that and put a big price tag on it and people will buy it? But, you know, it's, it's really bizarre that that doesn't happen. But, you know, that Kendrick Lamar one apparently, well, not apparently because it hasn't been announced, but it should do because the last one did eventually. But it did take a couple of months. It's been a few months now since... Yeah. Okay, eventually, all right, guys. I think we've been, we've got sort of a load more songs to play, and we're forty-five minutes in. Whoa. So I think we should start knocking Whoa. them out. Well, the one mine's quite long, but it's not this one. This one, we we talked a long time ago about uh, John Doran, like reading. We saw him at the Lexington reading from his book Jolly Lad, and as a support act, we saw Roger Robinson reading from his book Adventures in Three D. Very funny it was too. We also, one of our favourite labels for both of us is Jatari, an amazing Leipzig-based dub label. And he, Roger Robinson, has just released a solo album through Jatari. 
well, a couple of weeks back. It's called This Side of Town, and this is the lead track from it. It's called Ashes to Fire. <laughs> I really like that, guys. Good. So, always first time for everything, isn't there? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's Roger Robinson. The track is called Ashes to Fire. It's taken from the album This Side of Town, which is out now on Jatari Records. Uh, Yep, he's a London poet, sort of best known, I would have thought, in music circles for being the vocalist in King Midas Sound. Certainly how he first came to our attention, anyway. Yeah, written plenty of books. He's like on his website, uh, rogerrobinsononline.com. There's like a huge list of sort of awards and commissions he's had from all sorts of places, like pretty much all the main galleries and museums in oh, London. Amazing. Because uh, I basically I know him from King Midas Sound, essentially. Obviously, I'm guessing he must be like late 40s, maybe early 50s, yeah. sort of Jamaican English. Um, well, that amusing book that he was reading from at that show at the Lexington it actually came out in 2001, so it's nearly, well, it's what, 50, yeah, 14 years old now. He, re- released a, he wrote another book which came out a couple of years ago, 
but yeah, he gets around. Yeah, exactly, very talented man. Um, just, we're just going to push on here. Uh, another record I picked up at the indie label market. It was from uh, the Paradise Bangkok label. I picked it up actually from the Carvery. Uh, the Carvery's uh, the Carvery have their stall there at the market. The Carvery's a London-based record production and mastering and uh, dub plate manufacturers based out in London Fields. And um, great, great people, uh, great music people do a good job. Palace Bangkok is a sort of Thai label run by an English chap out there called Chris Menist. And you've heard the Paradise Bangkok Modern International Band, which are sort of uh, a Molum band. Uh, he did formed. the Rutical dub, didn't he? Yeah, I? formed by uh, Chris. Um, anyway, so I'm going to play you a seven from the label. It's uh, called uh, the Super Renat Band. I don't know, it's sort of two things. It's, yeah, I think, I think it's the Super Renat Band, and the song's called Abanibai, and it's sort of some, uh, some sort of traditional sounding, dancey fun from Thailand. <laughs> Just as fun. Yeah, exactly. It was great. I played that when I was DJing at the Bussy Building on Saturday, and uh, me and guys were having a little uh, DJ booth boogie. Yeah, always love a bit of a DJ booth boogie, especially to music that you've only just bought that day. Yeah, but- so it's from the Paradise Bangkok label, and um, 
just to give again what who it is, it is a super Renat band and it's Abanibi and it's basically completely impossible to find that online we discovered. Thank you very much to Chris uh, Menist from Paradise Bangkok for sending us the not, MP3 of that. Yeah, not just pretty much impossible, it's impossible. impossible. It's just nowhere, you can't you can't even pay for it uh, as a, on an online file, best I can find. So it's by the 7 inch or here on the Independent Music Podcast. Exactly. Um, we're going to move swiftly on because we've got two tracks to go and we're, we're way going to shoot way <laughs> over that hour that we usually for. We do every single week, to be fair. But we, I played uh, a couple of months ago, I played a record from Africa 7. It was the debut release on that record. Another one we picked up at the indie label market a couple of weeks ago. Saw the guy who runs the label and he was... Yeah, I asked him, was that first record a sampler? Because it was like a compilation yeah. and they seem to have loads of these records by this arti- by the artists on it coming out over the coming months. And he said, yep, that's pretty much exactly yeah, it. Yeah, we said what happened was he essentially like he bought as sort of like a job lot the licenses to a whole load of stuff from bought a couple company, of labels. Yeah. yeah, so he just bought the company that owned the license sort of stuff and is now just putting it all out. But obviously with the sort of modern know-how of hopefully how to sell really good music. Yeah, so the um, first... Um, the Working for Gareth, anyway, who's buying everything. That's it. <laughs> oh, love it. Well, he also had a record that we mentioned, well, I mentioned on last week's Independent Music Podcast, which was a Sucky record, which is great. Have you uh, listened to it yet? Uh, I, I'd heard it previously. Yeah. I just didn't have it on vinyl, so I had to buy it on vinyl, but on Africa Road Trip. Great, great Joe Bissot-produced record. But when we played Africa 7 a couple of months back, it was this guy, Jake Solo, who they've just released an album from right now.
the wonderful sounds of Jake Solo there, the late Jake Solo. He was a member of Osabisa, who were probably the most famed band he was in, who did well, got a couple of records from my dad's collection. He was also... Your dad had Osabisa? Yeah, had a couple of Osabisa records that, that, that now I own, obviously. Um, but for me, like the best band he was part of was the Funkies, like amazing Nigerian Afro-funk band. He apparently moved to London for a stint producing records in the early early 80s, and I think the most famous person he worked with was Kim Wilde. Um, bizarre. Yeah, really bizarre sort of, but he was like a session musician, producer. Uh, moved back to Nigeria in the early 80s, uh, and unfortunately passed away in a car accident in 1985. But yeah, the label Africa 7, it's a Paris and London-based label, uh, very new, started releasing records. Like, that seemed like an English chap, wouldn't he, I guess? Yeah, I imagine so. Um, mm. But they uh, started releasing stuff early this year, like in the spring. If you want to hear more of their stuff, mm. soundcloud.com forward slash Africa 7. Yeah, as I understand it, I think it's an English guy who bought a Parisian licensing company. Could be. That's could sort, of be like right. what it, sort of what it looked like to me. Um, well, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, very much appreciated, as per always. Um, if you like it, then you know please tell your friends please pass it on um you can subscribe on itunes pocket cast or acast so you can get it uh, to your inbox every morning mixcloud as well mixcloud.com yeah. forward slash independent you just on your podcast. laptop exactly you can listen to it every monday on mixcloud and also on mixcloud you know we got you got we got 55 old episodes to listen to um i think that we put a lot of love into the podcast so if you like it uh yeah please Please pass it on because it's nice. Nice to have people listening and getting into what we hope is some brilliant music. Yeah, isn't it just? I want to leave you with um, a London-based trio called Early Mammal. Uh, ben, the drummer from uh, Early Mammal, he's actually a regular podcast listener. So, so. Com- complained about not getting his podcast <laughs> on a Monday <laughs> when, when we had a slight technical like a month ago. Um, they're a band that I promote uh, here and there for Babi Yagas, and they're also released on Right Season Records, as previously played on this very here podcast. So this is from their new album, which is uh, coming on uh, Right Season, I believe out in September or October, and this one's called Morning. Have a great week. Thanks. <laughs>